Good Sunday morning and Saturday morning and Labor Day weekend. Woohoo! Labor Day weekend. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm Bryce Payne. And I'm Doug Ray. And I sure do hope you're spending this Labor Day weekend with uh, loved ones and enjoying the the weather and wherever you are, the beach, the mountains, or whatever. It's a, it's a wonderful day. It's Labor Day already. It's a, Last day of the pools. Last, that's right. Pools closed down. Yeah. My wife and I did not do the neighborhood pool this year because you had to sign up in advance of when you were going to be there so it wasn't wouldn't be overfilled. Well, my wife and I, when we go to the pool, we just go to the pool on a whim. We yeah, right. We don't plan it a month in advance. Yeah. So we didn't do the pools at all this weekend, so I won't miss that. What are you doing this weekend, Doug? So we're spending time up, up in uh, in the Boone Banner Elk area where we love and uh you know, we'll be up there uh, the whole uh, Labor Day weekend, enjoying the cool air and breezes and the look of Grandfather Mountain. Very good, very good. I uh, will be doing two things. I will be uh, studying for the RICP. Of course, I've got that uh, test coming up here in a few weeks, and I am still recovering from the Oak Hollow Open from last weekend, <laughs> where I played uh, disc golf with the uh, seniors out there. And uh, hey, on the day two, I had the uh, best round of my division. So. Congrats. I'll, I'll walk away with that as a Congrats. victory. Absolutely. So, Doug, uh, before we get started here, let's uh, give that uh, shout-out that we do every week to our first responders and men and women and families of uniform. Thank you, everybody out there, for what you do for this country and for our freedoms. You are not forgotten. You are not taken for granted. We appreciate you here every day at Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Yeah, we got a nice uh, show for you today. It's kind of lighthearted, easy. We're going to start the first segment out with questions. Bryce will obviously have a trivia question. He's going to try to stump me. And then second segment, we'll follow up with headlines. What's going on? Kind of like, uh, remember back in your elementary school days, you did show and tell? Oh, yes. I loved that. Yeah, the I did too. To brag. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to get started with listener questions here. But Doug, uh, today marks, this is not a trivia question. So this week, September 3rd, 1783, Doug, the Treaty of Paris was signed between the United States and Great Britain, officially ending... The Revolutionary War. Mm, interesting. How about this? We just want to take a moment and acknowledge that as well. Thanks to all of those men and women in uniform back in that time who uh, earned us our uh, our freedom and all of that. Okay. Well, folks, we just don't want to let an important date like that go unnoticed. So, uh, listener question time. And we do have a lot of listener questions come in. We take the uh, best that we can. Uh, there's a lot more that we aren't able to get to every week, but we apologize and if you do want to send in a listener question to us, you can send it to info at thewealthguardians.com. We'd love to hear from you. So Doug, Shelby in Kernersville asks us, I'm thinking that I'll spend a lot of money during the first few years of retirement and then a lot less after I've been retired for five years or so. Is that usually how it works? Well, Shelby, thanks for the question. Yeah, that that is pretty much the way it works. We have a kind of a funny, corny little saying for retirement. It's uh, Divided up into thirds. First third is the go-go years. Then the next was the slow-go years. Then the no-go years. And uh, you're right. First third and the third is, you know, I mean, that varies for everybody. It doesn't have to be five years, seven years, or ten years. just depends on you. But, yeah, you're spending more money then. You're doing all the fun things you've ever wanted to do in retirement. And then it does slow down quite a bit. It so, does. And then we also want to add that uh, in the no-go years, Expenses, believe it or not, might tend to go back up mm, in a yeah. lot of people's cases for health care costs. That's generally, you know, when you first go into retirement, you're pretty healthy. You don't have a lot of health expenses. Uh, and then as you start slowing down, 
yes, you're, you're curbing off some of the spending there on travel and whatnot, but then other expenses start to replace that to a certain degree. But you're absolutely right, Shelby. Thank Bryce, you for that's the question. A, that's a very good point because it's why long-term care planning is essential in any retirement plan because most people, when they get to that stage of life, you want to stay in the home. So you want to have home health care also included in your long-term care plan. If there's one thing that could very easily derail a soundly put-together retirement plan, which is what we do, it's that unforeseen health care situation because health care costs are not inexpensive. They are going up faster than the rate of inflation, and they can be astronomical. And so if you have that covered, then it's just another way of protecting the retirement plan for you. All right. Thank you, Shelby, again for that question. Doug, Lily must be listening to us. She's in Charlotte, so she must be listening to us through uh, the iHeartRadio or something. Lily in Charlotte says, should I buy gold coins or gold bars or no gold at all? Doug, you, you, ha- you buy a lot of gold yourself. Well, I'll tell you how I do it, and it doesn't necessarily mean this way you want to do it. I buy coins because the bars are, you know, they're kind of bulky, but the coins I do it a different way than most. Uh, I've been a coin collector for, well, since I was a kid. My grandfather started me uh, by giving me a silver dollar every birthday. And so I I do the numismatic thing. Now, that doesn't mean you should do that because if you go that route, you're going to have to learn about grading and mintage and, and all that stuff. It's not just the weight of the gold that's involved. The easiest way to do it is to buy the American Eagle gold or silver or the Canadian maple leaves. And should you? Why not? I think everybody ought to have some precious metal in the portfolio. Let's talk about that just for a moment, Doug. Uh, We have seen clients who come in here who are big into precious metals, and they overweight themselves in that that specific sector. What would you say is a sound percentage not to go over in any given sector, including precious metals in your overall portfolio? Yeah, you know, kind of the rule of thumb there is about 10% or so. I think that's going to vary from person to person. if you looked at my portfolio, because I do it the numismatic way, it's probably more than, than 10% of, of the total uh, net worth, but uh, it, that's going to vary. Okay, very good. All right, thank you, Lily, for your question. Uh, Doug, we now go to Tristan and High Point, and Tristan says, Doug, I'm in my late 50s and recently divorced, and I'm extremely worried about what retirement will look like now that I have just one Social Security benefit and half of my assets. Can I overcome a divorce this late in life? Tristan, sorry to hear about that uh, situation that you've you've gone through there. Doug, we see a lot of people come into us who uh, either while they're clients go through a divorce or have just gone through a divorce, and that's why they're going to a retirement specialist at that point. What are your thoughts on Tristan's questions there? Well, Tristan, uh, the quick answer is yes, you certainly can overcome it, and I'm, I'm so sorry to hear your, your situation. Divorce is never easy no matter what they say, but I would encourage you to sit down with a professional retirement expert uh, with regards to your situation. Uh, our door is open to you. All you have to do is give us a call, uh, 336-391-3409, and you know, speak to Joy or Lynn and get on our calendar. So uh, best of luck to you. But you can get through it. I promise you that. Yeah, and we know that from experience, Tristan. We, uh, like I said, we have clients who have been our clients for years as as couples. 
and then things change, people go their different directions, they get divorced, and we end up keeping both of them as clients uh, in, in many cases, and all we're doing is just uh, redoing their retirement plan with the assets that are now each of theirs, and we help them find success in that path as well. So that's just one of many things, Doug, that can uh, be thrown at you uh, at some point in life that you weren't expecting, which again, as you were saying, is all the more reason that you want to have a professional retirement plan put together ahead of time, ahead of when these things happen, so that when they do happen, it's all the much easier to keep you on track or get you back on track. And that's exactly what we do with uh, our full uh, formatting process when we sit down with clients. So, uh, Tristan, if you're interested in um, sitting down with us and going over that or any advisor, if you, if you want to meet with us, oh, we think we do a pretty good job at that, uh, just give us a call at 336-391-391. 3409. Uh, that number again is 336-391-3409. We'd love to help you figure out uh, what retirement looks like for you now as uh, things are changing for you. Doug, I think we might have time for uh, one more here. Let's go to uh, Rose in uh, Germanton. And Rose says, Doug and Bryce, should I be investing differently since we have a national election approaching? Well, Rose, I can tell you that you are not alone in that question whatsoever. And uh, Doug, I'll I'll start by saying, uh, telling Rose that nobody knows exactly what's going to happen at any given point. Uh, we, We weren't prepared for the coronavirus before it hit, and we see the election coming, but nobody knows what that outcome is going to be. So do we change our strategy as an, uh, as an election approaches? No. You know, in fact, it's, it's interesting you bring that question up because we're in the middle of a three-part webinar series on uh, exactly that. Should we change the way we're uh, investing or retirement plans because of COVID? I, I think the same answer is true for the election. No, you don't, but you probably ought to sit down with uh, professionals and make sure you got your portfolio position so that you can sustain any downturn in the markets that may result of COVID or the election. You know, that's one of our big, big, big sticking points in our retirement planning is we want to make sure that we prevent you from losing a ton of money like you did in 2008 or even back in March. Yeah, I think a better question uh, that we should address for Rose is, should you change your investments because an election is coming? The answer is no. But should you be properly positioned in the first place based on the risk, your risk tolerance, meaning the losses that you feel comfortable enduring at any given moment? The election we can see coming, but other things we can't see coming. And if you don't want to lose ever more than 10% in your portfolio, then you need to have a professional go over the risks of your portfolio with you to make sure that the risks are in line with your risk tolerance, be it an election, be it some other black swan event that could be out there. So, Rose, thank you for the question. But uh, if you want to know exactly how you're positioned currently and what uh, your portfolio might sustain uh, if the election does not go the way that you intended or foresaw, then again, uh, sit down with us and we will go over that with you, 336-391-3409. Of course, you can uh, reach us on our website as well, www.thewealthguardians.com. There's a lot of helpful information on that. Okay, Doug, uh, I think we're going to head to a break here in just a moment. So uh, let's go ahead and get to that trivia question. And here you go. I don't think I'm going to stump you this time. <laughs> this one you is, never know. This one is for you. This week, folks, here's our trivia question, and as you know, we get we get you to, to the answer after the break. This week, the first week in September, in seventeen eighty nine, 
this governmental department was formed. So took existence for the first time. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of clue because that's kind of broad. Here's your hint, Doug, and this is where it's going to give it to you. Alexander Hamilton was its first secretary. Okay, I got you. I got this one. He knows this one. All right, (laughs) folks, stick around. We will be back right after the break with the answer to that and going over some headlines that have been making the news recently. All right, welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show on this Labor Day weekend. Bryce Payne here. Doug Ray is also here with me in the Wealth Guardians radio show studios. And thank you for sticking around. We've got a trivia question answer to get to for you here in just a moment. But folks, if you're just tuning in to us, here's what we are. Here's what we do. If you are a listener from five to seven years from retirement, and you're wanting to confirm or think that maybe it's a good idea that you confirm that you're making the best decision for retirement, well, I've got good news for you. We offer a no-cost, no-obligation second review of your portfolio so you can understand how you can retire the job yet keep the paycheck. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. And we would love to hear from you and see what services or help we can provide for you in your uh, approaching retirement situation. Now, before the break, usually on these trivia questions, I stumped Doug, but I don't think I've stumped him this time. I didn't intend to. You never know. We'll see. You're a pretty smart guy when it comes to these kind of uh, topics. So the question was, this week in 1789... This governmental department was formed, obviously formed for the first time. And then I thought, that, well, that's kind of broad. Nobody's going to get that. So let me throw out a hint there. And I said, Alexander Hamilton was its first secretary. Well, now, Doug, a couple of years ago, maybe only a very small percentage of the listeners out there would have uh, would have gotten that answer. But now, due to a certain uh, <laughs> yeah. play on Broadway, I know that my daughter would have been able to answer this. I know a lot more people are answering this now. So the question was, Doug... What governmental department was formed in this week in 1789 that Alexander Hamilton was the first secretary of? By the way, that was a really good play. I don't, I don't much care for musicals and stuff, but that one was really, really good. Yeah, I got you tickets for that. Mm, you did. Yeah. Thank you. Venture forth, and I will say the U.S. Treasury Department. The Department of Treasury. Very good. And that is uh, the department that is responsible for managing the government's revenue and spending. And uh, I don't know what kind of debt we were in back there at the end of Hamilton's uh, reign over that department, but uh, we were on the gold standard back then, were we not? We were up until Richard Nixon got rid of it. That's right. And that's when the debt really started pouring in. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, just speaking of debt, um, do you know what the uh, national debt is right about now? Well over twenty trillion, probably pushing twenty six, five, something like that. We're, we're at twenty seven. Twenty seven. We're, we're twenty seven trillion right now. And that dollar's spinning. Do you know where we were four years ago? Under twenty. Yeah, we were right at nineteen point nine. Yeah. That's very good. Do you know where it's projecting we will be in four years from now, though? I think over thirty five million. Keep going. No way. Keep going. 46. If you hit that four years. Five years from now. Four years from now. Four years from now. The next next election, we will, it's predicting we will be at 40. So obviously it's thinking that the Democrats are already going to (laughs) win. Well, I wouldn't just put it all on the Democrats. I mean, both parties have added whatever, whatever party is in the house is in the White House. They, they love this. That's the party that loves spending at that particular time. That's true. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Some happy news for us on this Labor Day weekend. (laughs) 
<laughs> Doug, we are going to talk about some headlines here this week. And um, headline number one that's happened in the financial world, ExxonMobil has been replaced by Salesforce as part of the Dow Jones. Talk to us about that. You know, that every once in a while, the indices make a change. You know, companies go and are put in the S&P 500 and the Dow. Well, the S&P 500 has 500, obviously, companies in that index, and the Dow only has 30. So what happened this week was, by all standards, historic. The ExxonMobil company has been in the Dow since 1928. Wow. Consistently, the entire time. And it was replaced by Salesforce. Now, for those of you who've never heard of Salesforce, Salesforce is a software company that creates databases. So in other words, if a company wants to put you in their database to send you their sales items from time to time, they will have some kind of, it's called a CRM, a Contact Relationship Management Program. That's what Salesforce does. But in addition to that, in the Dow, Amgen was replacing Pfizer. That's huge. That's huge. And Honeywell replaced Rayathon. So we had three major changes in the Dow just in a week's time. What does that do to the stock prices of the companies that are coming in? Well, usually it goes up because that means to be a part of that index and, and the indexing funds out there have to buy them. Now, coincidentally, Tesla split five for one I saw that. this week. Yep. They also announced that they're going to go out and sell five, what was it, five million more shares of stock, I think. Anyway, analysts are speculating that Elon wants to get Tesla in the S&P 500. Hmm. That's why he wants the stock price lower than what it was. It was over $3,000 a share. And he wants more shares outstanding. Right. So it could be part of a major index like the S&P. Okay. Well, that's a legitimate way to do it. Uh, what's, what would be an illegitimate way if these uh, the people who run the Dow Jones, if they're uh, making any announcements before that trade actually happens so that you've got some insider information. But of course, that's all generally pretty well regulated and whatnot. So we all got the word at the same time in theory, right? Exactly. Okay. Headline two, Doug. After a volatile February and March, the market went straight up from April through August. We have seen – now, let's talk about this. Let's be upfront with our listeners. You and I sat here on the radio show a few months back and said – talked about the different types of, uh, of re- recoveries that there can be. Mm-hmm. And we said this is not going to be a V-shaped recovery. There's no reason for it. And what are we looking at right now is a pretty solid V-shaped recovery why were we wrong? At least in the stock market. All oh, right. And, right. And you know, we've been talking about this on our webinar series the last couple of we weeks. Yeah, that's uh, why it's fresh in my mind, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, the economy is not doing well at all. I mean, all you have to do is look at how many storefronts are shuttered, restaurants are shuttered. De Blasio just the other day said he's not going to open up restaurants in New York City till there's a vaccine. Well, <laughs> How long is that going to take? Right. Hopefully it's right around the corner, but you never know. Right. So, no, the economy is not in good shape. The world economy is not in good shape, but it is coming back. Um, now, usually the stock market reflects how the economy is doing to a certain degree. But what we're seeing right now is an enormous amount of optimism in the market, despite what all of the other indicators say the market value prices should be at. Exactly. So if you looked at the economy right now and tried to price the Dow and the S&P based on today, well, we'd be thousands of points lower. Right. 
But what the market's done is it's projecting into the future because of all the stimulus money that's gone into the economy that the economy indeed will be back and back stronger in the next six months to a year. All right. So when we said that there's not going to be a V recovery, maybe we should have clarified is there should be no rational reason for a V-shaped recovery. There's no, there's no economic data that says we should have a V-shaped recovery. What we didn't count on is the blind optimism, so to speak, of people pouring money back into the market as fast as they did despite what uh, numbers were indicating that the, price, the stock value should be at. Yeah, I guess essentially we should have said it's going to be more of a U-shaped economic recovery not necessarily a stock market stock market recovery, recovery. that's yeah. a good point okay very good all right doug headline number three it's about our favorite president trump says that he wants to reduce capital gains taxes if he gets elected that has some huge implications well you know i've been in this business a long time and i gotta tell you every time i've seen tax cuts it's always helped the economy in the uh, short term, it, 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 yeah, it, it, you know, you're ne- you're never going to end the economic cycle. You're going to have good times and bad times. That's always going to happen. But anytime you put more money in people's pockets, it's going to get into the economy, just like greasing a squeaky wheel. It's going to get out there, and you have this thing called velocity of money. That's how fast it goes to the economy. So if you spend a dollar today. That might multiply itself five or ten times down the road because wherever you spend that dollar, that means that shop owner or that business can go out and buy more material, which means the company that makes that material has to hire more employees. You get the drift. It's kind of a just a, a domino effect. Right, right. So I guess the short answer is, yeah, the tax cuts do help. Tax, but specifically capital gains taxes. Doesn't that help more of the wealthy people? A lot of your lower income people who aren't in the market don't have capital gains taxes in the first place. The argument there is, yes, the wealthy go out, they take risk, they invest, which hires people in a business. So they should be rewarded. All right. So that's that's what Reagan and, and Bush were all about, was that, that trickle-down economics, or what Bush at one point called voodoo economics. Well, you know, I, I've, I've had several economics courses in my career right. as the undergrad and, and on the graduate level. They all say the same thing. You know, it's all about price elasticity and supply and demand. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, folks, uh, let's uh, take a minute and just talk to you for a second about what it is we do here at the Wealth Guardians. We are fiduciaries and we are retirement specialists and people who come and sit down with us are approaching retirement and they want to make sure that they are properly aligned with their portfolio, with the risks that they're taking. They want to understand, can I retire next year as I'm planning to, or do I need to work for five more years? If I do retire next year, how much spending can I expect on a monthly or an annual basis? Can I meet my goals and objectives of buying that second house five years down the road or taking that annual vacation or leaving my church or my kids X amount of dollars upon our passing? Folks, you need to have a plan put in place for that. That is not something that you just try to wing it. You have spent probably a lot of time saving for retirement and living on a budget. You want to make sure now that you're getting to this stage where you're moving from the wealth accumulation phase of life to the wealth preservation phase of life and then ultimately wealth distribution phase of life, you want to make sure that you're doing that correctly. Doug, you've been doing this for 30 years. 
with yeah, clients. 33. And, and you've had <laughs> 33, sorry. And you've had this firm now for uh, 23 years. And that's what you've been doing this whole time. I've been doing this for 10 years. And we have no shortage of people on an annual basis that come in and sit down with us. And we help them on that uh, roadmap to retirement. And successfully, might I add, we don't have clients who leave us five or ten years down the road. They stay with us as our clients. You know, it's one of the greatest callings I, I think we could have had is to help people out like this and, and get them ready for their retirements because that is the golden age of, of your life. I don't know why somebody would not get professional advice on something as big as this. If you spent all that time and energy saving for retirement, make sure that you're actually entering retirement in the right way. Folks, if what we have told you we just did rings true to your situation, then I would urge you to give us a call. And uh, you can give us a call at 336-391-3409. We would love to sit down and talk with you, 336-391-3409. Now, I want you to go out and enjoy the rest of your Labor Day weekend, but write that number down and give us a call next week, and we will sit down with you and see what services and help we can provide as you enter into retirement. 336-391-3409. Doug, you have a great Labor Day weekend. I know I'm going to. Bryce, you too, and I am about ready to go get a cup of coffee, go out on my back porch, breathe in some sweet mountain air, and just feast on uh, the sights of Grandfather Mountain. And I'm just going to study. All right. <laughs> Take care, folks. Have a good weekend.